Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Grateful you're joining us today. We're so excited. We love journeying with you. And today we're going to talk about the ouch of downsizing. It hurts. Ouch. It is an ouch. And then the joy of starting fresh. Because when we were first talking about this show, all we could think about was the ouch of downsizing. And why on earth would we say that? Well, because most of the time there are nasty surprises Really nasty? Yeah, nasty surprises. Not when you work with the Decker team. Well, different than what you thought was going to happen. Not because of what the Decker team did, <laughs> but because the reality is sometimes different than the the dream the expected in the outcome. Head. Yeah, yeah, than the expected outcome. And I mean, mm -hmm. we're always disappointed if our expectations don't meet the outcome. And I think with downsizing most of the time, and not always, most of the time people are doing it because they need to simplify their life, whether it's space or whether it's expense or whether it's proximity to work. Like there are so many different reasons and downsizing might be called right sizing, which seems to be the buzzword that is easier to stomach sometimes. And yet there are surprises when you downsize most of the time. So it's the ouch, there's an ouch there. And we might as well admit that up front rather than hide it. It's probably one of my bigger challenges and frustrations in the real estate industry is that there is false expectations and it takes some courage for us as a realtor to step into a conversation with you when you don't really want to hear the truth, except the truth will set you free. The truth will help you make a better decision in the short term and even more importantly, in the long term. And then the joy of starting fresh. That just puts a nice <laughs> little spin on it. The silver lining in that gray cloud is always there. Because the journey of downsizing isn't necessarily a lot of fun. No. Mm -mm. And yet, We've had client time after time after time tell us it was the best thing oh, they ever did. Yep. Why did they wait so long? That's right. So this show, we're going to talk about kind of the five mistakes or five things to be leery of or yeah. aware of. Yeah. When five mistakes you don't want to make. Yeah. Right? Things that we've heard others make and we don't want that to be you. We want you to make amazing decisions, which then creates an amazing life, which is what it's all about, which yes. is so good. So, number one, yeah, overestimating the financial benefits of downsizing. Mm. We've had many of a client who said, don't bother, because they think they're downsizing for 50000 and yeah. mortgage or something, and it's going to save them a lot of money. Well, the cost of doing it sometimes far outweighs the cost of the savings per month. Right. And, and then sometimes there isn't even savings per month because sometimes when we're downsizing, just because we're moving into smaller space, we may still be increasing the cost of the real estate. I never even really thought of it that way. That happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. Because people want 
to downsize from the big two-story to a nice-sized bungalow. Closer in, in a different community, not as far out. So as soon as we factor in location... Yeah, we could, could change it. Right? But could, and and for the purpose of this one, we're going to say that there is a financial benefit. Okay. Okay? And there's a positive pull because typically if you have... You maybe you're taking, let's say you've been in your home for a long time and you're downsizing to a mm -hmm. condo or a bungalow or maybe even a rental or a senior's home or whatever it is. Yeah. There's the financial benefit of taking that equity out right. and investing in something that could create a rate of return. Right. Now, there's also the benefit when you downsize. Typically, you're going to have lower taxes, maybe right. lower maintenance, lower mm -hmm. utilities. Mm -hmm. uh, what else would be lower? Uh, your well, insurance. Tra travel costs might be. Well, if you're moving location. But I'm just right. talking physical size okay. now. So okay. you're going to save we'll a bit of money. You're going to save a bit of money there. But what people fail, this is where the mistake occurs, right. is they fail to take into consideration the cost of the real estate fees. The lawyer fees, the land transfer tax, if they're buying another property. Right. Um, many times, people have a hard time Ooh. of releasing the, the furniture and things because they think maybe we're going to get a big house again. We better not sell it. We better not get rid of it. Or it's sentimental. It was my mother's or whatever. So we're going to put that into storage. Now we got to pay for a storage locker. Right. Right. Yes, our house is less, but we're paying a couple hundred bucks a month for a storage locker to put our extra right. stuff in. Right. And then sometimes if you're downsizing sufficiently or significantly, then the furniture that you had is actually oversized and too big. Mm -hmm. And so then it's the cost of new furniture. So it's not just, hey, maybe a storage locker. It's maybe a storage locker for the old stuff and now space, spend money on the new stuff that's smaller and more compact because smaller spaces can feel equally as large and inviting as larger spaces provided the furniture is sized accordingly, the furniture mm -hmm. and the accessories. So now you're going to spend money there. And then often there's the whole conversation of condominium fees or maybe a private road fee because sometimes yeah. downsizing also means we're changing style of house. Extra fees. Now, let's jump back to furniture for a minute because there's, okay. there's a little caveat there that you remember you said we wanted the joy of starting fresh. Right. Now, uh, many times it's not even your furniture doesn't fit. It's you want fresh <laughs> furniture that matches the style of accommodation you're moving to. Yeah. So if you're moving from the country and you got the old style furniture and now you're moving to a modern condominium in downtown and you say, hey, my furniture doesn't match the style of the building mm. and and the feel and maybe it's uh, kind of warehousey you know with exposed concrete walls and things and so you want to go to a more modern furniture with some chrome or simplistic lines and so now there's a cost to do that it's a fresh start it's enjoyable but it, it just be leery of the financial savings because right. sometimes you use them up in other ways. Yeah, so just calculate, do a, a spreadsheet. Like, Ooh, spreadsheet? Yeah, this is a time to do an analysis, an accurate, thorough analysis. And it's something we can help you with, but and certainly write it down. It's not just a mental exercise, I think, for actually getting the financial piece right, 
not overestimating the financial gain. It is going to take pen to paper or fingers to spreadsheet on the computer to really see it accurately because there's nothing more exasperating than thinking you're going to have a financial gain or miscalculating the size of the financial yeah. gain. Or come out with a negative. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you know what? We didn't talk about this. But sometimes if you've got a mortgage, there's large mortgage discharge fees. Oh my goodness. So be leery of that. Know Make what they are. a phone call. Mm -hmm. Make a phone call. Because all mortgages are not created equal. And I would say all lending institutions are not, are not created, created equal. equal. So when you're shopping, let's say you're, this is a little side. If you're shopping for a new mortgage, mm. then you might want to connect with us because we have great people in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. And interest rate is not always the deciding factor. Should ought not be. Yeah. Ought not people be. may yeah, pay yeah. an extra quarter percent or half percent or something or to, get, to get the point terms one. and the discharge ability that they want because... Maybe they don't know how long they're going to be in that house or, well, or whatever. Even when you know, do you really know? Well, that's true. I mean, the number of times I've even made decisions and clients have made decisions where they've said, I know I will be in this home X. Until I come out in a pine box. Right. And then <laughs> it's three Guess years what? later. Hey, can you come over and sell our house? Because this has happened in our <laughs> life that we weren't anticipating. Yeah. I got right? remarried. Yeah, I had three more kids. <laughs> three more. Yeah. Whoa. Twins, <laughs> twins in the next year that they weren't getting on. So there's just things that happen in life that you don't anticipate. So being positioned well so that financially it doesn't hurt you is a good thing. Yes. So number two, trying to predict the timing based on the value of the home. Or where you're buying. Or where you're buying. Ay, ay, ay. So much area of concern or so much reason for concern here because it's it's just not good. <laughs> it's just not. That's like trying to time the stock market. Right. Most people go broke doing that. Right. It doesn't, unless you become amazing at it, it's your full-time thing and you're just an expert at it potentially. And yet timing the real estate market is pretty much... An impossibility. Yeah. We so can I always say to people, we can follow bit. trends, but really time your life. When does it work in oh, your life? That's a great saying. I love that. So time your life. And as you time your life, the rest of it falls into place. It just does. I've watched it time and time again. So be leery of attempting to time the market. Mm -hmm. I've seen that with new construction yeah. as well. You know, people will mm. uh, say, oh, the market's going up. I'm going to buy something new mm. that's going to be built in a year or two years down the road. It's going to go up in value. My house is going to go up in value. We're going to be all hunky-dory, so to speak. And it doesn't always work that way because mm. it's speculative. On the one that on you're the, on buying. The, yeah, and it's speculative on the one you're selling. <laughs> Right. What we can tell you right today is if you look at a property that's for sale, we know you can buy it for full price, maybe, or maybe over. Maybe not. Maybe over. Yeah. But we know roughly what you can buy it for. And if you're going to sell your house today, we know roughly what it's going to sell for. Right. So now you've got two specific things. 
but saying I'm going to hang on to my house until it increases five percent in the next two years or, or one year or whatever it is, we don't know if that's going to happen. It might. It might. And it might, might not. Go up more. So it time, might go up less. yeah. So time your life. Be leery of attempting to time the market. Having said that, we do have a little bit of a cyclical cycle in Ottawa. And yet in a downward market, that doesn't even make any sense. Not that we're in one of those right now for the most part. And yet there are communities or neighborhoods where we are very much still in a buyer's or in a seller's buyer's market. Buyers. Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) There's both all over Ottawa. There's seller markets and buyer markets. So there are communities where they very much still function as buyer markets. And then there's other communities where it's and even price ranges of houses within a given market that mm-hmm. function differently than the other. So it's not even just, I can tell you, this neighborhood is X, but price range is that property in in that neighborhood. Now let's have a conversation. Yeah. So the relevancy um, of timing the market, just be careful. Yay. <laughs> Number three, not doing the, your research. Taking somebody's word for it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just yeah, don't and, do and it, it. And it's also, you know, sometimes when people are downsizing, they're moving because they might move to get closer to children or they might feel that sense of, oh, I'd like to live back in my hometown, mm. you know, or that kind of thing. And sometimes they move back to their hometown only to find out that all the people that they went there to reconnect with don't live there anymore. Or have moved on friend-wise, different. relationship. They're yeah, yeah, they're different than they yeah. were. So maybe a um, visit first. Yeah. We've, we've heard it's a good idea from folks that we've worked with over the years to do just a little more research about where you're going if you're relocating area-wise. Mm-hmm. If you can at all, spend some time there. Make sure it's, it's right. Yeah, I've For had, you in this season at this time. I've had people move mm. to go near their children only to find out that their children were trying to move from that city and they didn't communicate with them. And so mm. they moved there and about a year later, the kids move again. Yeah. So be leery of that. The other thing that sometimes is helpful, if you're moving within a city, within, yeah. the, it's not really worth renting for a year. Some people say, oh, go oh, rent yeah. for a year, right? And some people have to go through that. So we're not going to tell you can't do it because if it's what you've determined you're going to do, you're going to do it. And we do have some clients that want that. They're leaving that big, expensive, luxury, amazing home. Mm-hmm. And they're not confident yet. They just want to get that handled and not think about at the same yeah. time the buying process. And it does work if you're changing lifestyle significantly. Like mm-hmm. if you say... Hey, I'm selling the big country property and I'm going to move into a condo downtown. Well, you might want to rent that condo downtown for a year and see if you actually like that lifestyle before you buy that condominium downtown. Because reselling a property that you've only been in a year, typically you're going to lose money. Yep. Well, yeah, by the time you pay lawyer fees and land transfer and just the fees associated, even, well, maybe you can port your mortgage, but just all the things involved, even the pain of just moving again. um, Well, you have to do that if you're renting it. I guess so. But at least then you're doing it knowing you're not going to do it again soon. 
Um, so that we have had clients, we've helped sell, you know, the large home, many I can think of actually, where they did choose to rent for a season and some rebought in that same building and they were even thinking they'd buy the one they were renting. But once they lived in it for a little while, they decided, you know, this is not the one. View really does matter. Something I never thought of, they'd so never thought the of view. before. Because they always had great view. They'd lived in several different cities or communities that we'd helped them buy and sell over the last 20-odd years. And, yeah, quite a few, actually. And this one couple. And then they decided to rent for a year. And it was a really wise thing because we bought in the same building, just in a different uh, floor and with a different view. Because view really, really became to matter when you're living in a condominium high-rise versus living backing on a golf course. That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so renting may be a good option. It was so that we just explore it with you. We strategize. Mm-hmm. Just be um, aware that a mistake that sometimes people make is not counting the cost of all and looking at all the various options. Okay. Research. So another mistake is miscalculating the information mm. of lifestyle or the importance the importance of their lifestyle. Yeah. Because like we say, we've had people move from one style to another to downsize, and they might really miss the yard. Right. Or they miss the room for entertaining. Mm -hmm. That's where you say right-sizing. Like we became empty nesters. We went to a bigger property because we wanted to be able to entertain more people. And, And you don't like that word entertain. So explain why you don't like the word entertain. Well, the, the word entertain really just means I have to go through a lot of heartache and effort and it's all about pretension and attention to things that really don't matter a whole lot. Whereas hospitality is just hanging out with you, having a good time, building relationship, enjoying each other. And so hospitality I can do 24-7 and pretty much do actually. There's somebody living in my house right now. Actually, a few someone's living in my house right now. <laughs> and so that's not uncommon for us. And yet it's from a hospitality perspective, which just has an ease and a flow with it rather than effort and arduous and difficult. I think entertaining is what you do with, you know, the, the boss or the queen or somebody. But hospitality is when you invite someone into your home and you say, my home is your home. Yeah. If you're thirsty, get something to drink. If you're hungry, open the fridge. You know, if you're looking for a snack, look in the cupboard. That's hospitality. These are the cupboards you'll want. Because this yeah. is Ken's booby trap cupboard that <laughs> I put things in so that when he goes to take out the garbage, the chips and things, something falls on him and gives him a headache and it's all good because then he doesn't get the thing. You've stacked <laughs> some of my cupboards. Absolutely. I wondered you why yours. things were falling down on me when I opened the door. I know, it's good, eh? That's my chip drawer. Uh, anyway, so so making sure that the, the life that you want to live within your home and, and on your property, because property is as important. I ask a lot of people, I ask questions frequently on Facebook, and sometimes it'll be around real estate or homes or living in a space. And one of the questions I ask is, you know, what do you love most about your space? Mm. And over 50% of the answers had to do with the exterior. Location. Yeah. it had Sometimes to... it's location because I have people that love the Glebe and it's all about walk score. Yeah, all about so walk score. So maybe they're tight houses, small yards, 
But mm-hmm. I don't care because they go when they step out the front door, they walk down the street, they do the social stuff, they yeah. do the shopping, and everything's walking score that's so important. Right. So get rid of that car. So yeah. we right because maybe you get rid of a second car if they yeah. move from a out location to somewhere where they can walk, or maybe mm-hmm. they get rid of a car totally. They don't have that. They don't even have a car. Right. Some people have done that. Yeah, absolutely. In their downsizing. So in the downsize, just. Be cautious that you just miss, don't miscalculate the, the lifestyle shift. Mm. And I've had people move to a, like a condo style or garden home or whatever, and then they end up buying a cottage because they miss the country feel so much, and they miss the yard, so they go buy a cottage. Now they have two properties to look after and two expenses, so downsizing really didn't help them. Well, maybe it did because maybe it was time for them to have a place to get away and a place in the city because they serve different purposes. Right. So that's not didn't always wrong. Financially no, that's what I meant. Lifestyle, yes. Right. And for so they- a lot of the downsides conversation is about lifestyle. So just be cautious not to miscalculate that. Explore mm. it at Ignazium. Yeah. And then the fifth mistake is not involving your children. Mm. You kind of alluded to that earlier. Yeah. But if you have young children, Mm. then you're going to want to do maybe a pros and cons list or Mm -hmm. get them involved in in where they're going to be moving, the neighborhood, take them for a walk at a park. Now, I don't recommend they go see every house. Uh Uh-uh. Don't do it. If they're younger. Don't do it. Because you know what? Children have the most fascinating way of (laughs) choosing real estate. Of choosing what home they want to live in. Based on play structure or toys in a room. Right, often. <laughs> and they're not toys they get to keep or, you know, it just doesn't even matter. Yep. And yet that's what they attach to. And so don't create yourself any agony needlessly by having them involved in the entire process. It can be fun to show them the one you choose and let them get excited and that's wonderful because you want them to be joyful in, ex- in experiencing the journey of a move because it can be stressful on kids. I love this next one. So if you're thinking of moving from like your four bedroom because you've got adult children living in the basement and in the house. <laughs> and you're done. And, and you're done with them. And so you're buying a one bedroom condo. Then let them know in advance so that they can try and find somewhere to live. <laughs> You're okay. not nice. I know I'm not. Um, he always told our children, but he didn't do it. It's just it's what he always said to them. What did you always say to them? I was going to move to a one-bedroom condo and not giving them a forwarding address so they couldn't come back after they moved out. Right. Except that's so not. He's that's so not. such a family man. So his jokes usually have no sense of reality in mm. them. Yeah. So moving closer to the children, I talked about this yeah. one. Make sure they're going to stay there or maybe make sure they even want you closer. A lot of people move for grandchildren yeah. more than children. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's we a great helped, reason to move. Yeah, we've had helped many, many, many of clients to move to be closer to grandbabies. They are a delight. As you always say, yeah. if you knew they were so good. But I had them first. I know, except it just isn't how it works, is it? <laughs> no. It just isn't. So sometimes it's more for financial reasons, too, with the kids. Sometimes it's moving in with the kids. Certainly the in-law scenario is becoming more and more mm-hmm. common and popular. We're mm-hmm. having a family now with three generations in one home. We see sometimes even four generations. It's um, really neat. 
the different options that are available. Just make sure that you've really calculated the pros and cons again of that kind of lifestyle shift. Yeah, and pros and cons is not like there's more pros than there are cons. You've got to look at the weightiness of the things on each side. Right. So give an example of that, Ken, because I think there's a lot of value to that. Because often Ooh. I think people count them and go, oh, there's eight of those and ten of those. So then the answer is yes or no, depending on which side won. Yeah. Um, weight is things like uh, maybe a con might be uh, more gas, for instance. Let's say it's a little further away from your work where you're downsizing to. Um, so that's a con, but the but the plus is um, something like you're moving to a bungalow, which doesn't have stairs, and your knees are starting to fail, and your hips are failing. And you need a replacement, and so you get away from stairs. That plus is stronger than the con of spending a little more on gas money. Right, right. So just. Think about the weight of each of the pros and cons. Or maybe downsizing actually costs you a little more money. Right. But the lifestyle pros are stronger than the little extra cost. Right, because money. bungalows, generally speaking, cost more than a two-story. Neighborhood mm -hmm. for neighborhood, you're going to spend more money per square foot on a bungalow than you are a two-story, just because they cost a little more to build. Yeah, and recently I helped someone move, actually. Um, they bought almost for the same price as they sold, but yeah, actually their payment went down because we got them a better mortgage than they were in, in their other one. And so for the same, <clears throat> they actually got a bigger house, different location, their payment's gonna be actually less, and now they're talking about making an addition and whatever, so that's fun because we've, it's kind of like a shell game, right? For the same money we changed where they're living and what they're doing and because where they were didn't work for them it just yeah no longer yeah. served their needs and so although it was the same price point it it was significantly or is significantly better for them to be in the new spot yeah. and so a bonus do we have a bonus yeah i love to give a bonus we always love to give more than we promise right we promise five we're going to give a bonus we're going to give six uh, the, the other mistake people make is they wait too long. Uh, Whether they're downsizing for financial reasons because they can't afford what they're in, right. or they're starting to have mobility issues, mm -hmm. um, whatever it may be, they tend to wait too long right. to make that decision. And then they don't make as good of a decision because then there's pressure. There's more pressure. There's more stress. There's more anxiety. So jump once you know that it's the right decision. Don't agonize to the point that it's now too late and it really is going to cost you both emotionally as well as financially mm -hmm. and physically often. Yeah, and when you move when you've still got good mobility, you can move into a new community and get used to that community. You know, you can make friends, you can go for walks, you can mm -hmm. join sports clubs or whatever. It's just easier to create that community in your new place. That's an important piece. Right. So we have created another report for you at, what's it at, Ken? What's the email address? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember. Let me think. I think it was smart. Exactly. At Decker Team. 
com. Right, because it's smart. It's decisions that are mistakes, actually, that other smart people have made. So being smart doesn't mean you'll make not yeah. make mistakes. So we want to ensure that you don't make those mistakes. And so smart. So we've created a report. Yeah, we have a comprehensive one, actually. And you so, can get it. Yes, for free. Yes. Woohoo! So smart at DeckerTeam.com. And September 21st, if you just want good general insight, there's an investor workshop, even if it's to purchase a home. So you know how to reach us, info at DeckerTeam.com. You can always phone us, 613-860-4663, 613-860-4663. We work really hard at getting that phone answered by a live human being. What you want to do? What man is showing you?